you know, your soul, there's, we're, there's a three, part, three parts to us. We are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Okay? And uh, our spirit, the eternal part of us, is, is, is in tune as a born-again believer. Your spirit is right in tune with what his spirit's doing and saying, like right now, okay? So your spirit is absolutely connected to the heavenly realm. It's locked in with him. And yet our soul really kind of battles and rages, you know, your mind, will, and emotions, right? And then our bodies, well, sometimes they'll catch up or they won't. But let's just do this right now, you know. Uh, I believe it was David who said, soul, bless the Lord. You know, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of his benefits, who heals my diseases. He looks after me, delivers me, sets me free. That's a paraphrase, but let's just do this. This is what we're doing here. Welcome to the advance, not that slide, the other one. Awake my soul. And I want you just to speak over your soul right now. Just prophesy to your soul. Soul, just wake up. Wake up. It's kind of getting late, but wake up. Wake up. In Jesus' name. Wake up, you sleepy dreamers. Yep. Yep. Sound the alarm, guys. Sound the alarm, guys. Sound yeah, just wake up. And we pray right now to the Father of glory that you would grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. That, the, that, that we'd wake up, our eyes would be open, that we would, that we would know you, we would know the hope to which you've called us, we'd know the inheritance in the community of the saints, and we know the surpassing greatness of the power that was demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead and sat him high above every principality, power, and ruler. You made him the head of the church, and we're his body, and you set him high above in this age and in the age to come. So in Jesus' name, we just thank you for that spirit of wisdom and revelation that we would know you more. Come on, Daddy. Yeah, you're so good. You're so good. Yeah, you're so good. Let's all stand up. You're sitting down. If you can, you don't. Mm-hmm. And let's just do this. Where I where I come from in our church, we do a. I absolutely like. I believe in leadership, praying for people and ministering to people and stuff like that. But what really cranks me up is when people that aren't you know paid to do a job uh, get a revelation of how powerful and anointed they are, and so. Like your anointing that you carry, the God in you is just as powerful as the God in me, you know? And so why don't you just, if you're okay with this, maybe ask them. I don't know how friendly we are here in this community. But if you could just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. And just, just I prayed that prayer over us that God will grant unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why don't you just minister to them that God would turn the light on, that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened so that they would catch everything that God wants to say. Just go ahead and just 
release the God's blessing over them tonight. Yep. Now shift it over and get the guy next to you. worship team a hand. You guys are awesome. Thanks for leading us tonight. Good stuff. I don't want to give you guys any sunburn off my head, off these lights. Is there any way we can just lower them just a little bit? You don't need to shut them off, but I just bring them down a little bit if you can. And then, uh, well, okay. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. Can you get those, yeah, those LEDs? They're quite some. I don't know what it is about you go to places and people always want to talk about God knowing the numbers of hairs on your head. What's that all about, eh? It is funny. I think every time it's like the first thing that comes into my mind, you know? It's kind of funny. All right. How are you all doing? Good? It's great. It's really nice to be here this weekend with you guys. We uh, tried three times. This is the third time, isn't it? Third time we tried to get here, and we finally found a plane that would bring us. Last year, we were supposed to be here, and then uh, um, it just didn't work. The timing didn't work. I think the year before, I think I was in Prague, wasn't I? And then, yeah, and then this year, we were in Prague last weekend. We were there for uh, just for the weekend. It was a really quick trip. And then... uh, came back, we got back on, uh, we left on Thursday morning, got there Friday afternoon, preached our brains out, God moved, Prague's in a, uh, is postured for a real mighty move of God, and uh, it's really fun to be there, we've been involved in 27 church plants there in, since 2000, I guess, and uh, they're, they're reproducing like rabbits, they really are, has anyone seen a rabbit reproduce, no? I have. It's really funny, actually. It is. I know you guys, okay, we'll talk about something else. Anyway, um, so 
Then we got back on, uh, we got back on uh, Monday. No, yeah, Monday midnight. was up at 6.30 Tuesday morning. Uh, went to staff meeting and then uh, Wednesday home. Thursday, we do an equipping night on Thursday nights. Really fun. Taught for two hours. That was last night. And then 6 o'clock up this morning and came here. Shabbat-day. Woohoo! You know what, though? Um, uh, I feel great. I don't feel I'm not tired. Not that you really care. You know, one of the, big, the, one of the number one rules of public speaking is, you know, not to tell people how tired you are or this or that, really. You know what I mean? But I'm not tired. And it's my birthday, and I can do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> I can, you, I can cry if I want to. You can cry if you want to. Anyway, um, yeah, all right. So, when we were in Prague, we had a really neat thing happen. I don't know if you find this. Do you understand that revelation is progressive? Understand that? What I, when I say that, revelation is progressive, Okay. So when God reveals something to you, it's like, whoa. It's like we were singing about like the first time or whatever you were, what what did that lyric say? It's like we're living for the first time. That's what revelation is like, okay? God reveals something to you. And we're singing that sons and daughters part. And I hit Marcus. I go, come on, isn't that amazing? I go, I go, we're not orphans. We're sons. And I'm like, whoa. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I know. I found out, was it two weeks ago? Three weeks ago. I'm like, come on. Oh, that's brilliant. Some of you haven't got that revelation yet, but you will. And it's okay. But anyway, then you get that. You get a revelation of something, and then God just hits you with something else. Do you ever find that? And you get hit with something else. You're like, whoa, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, man, I remember when that revelation was so fresh, and now this is the fresh one. But that's still really good. But it's like, whoa. And then again and again and again, you know. It's really cool. And uh, you know, his things are bottomless, eh? They're bottomless. So I think that's pretty cool. And so we've been diving into some of the bottomless things in the Lord lately. Um, on uh, Saturday night, I know it's late here already, isn't it? It's already almost 10 o'clock. And uh, it's late here, but um, did you know that there's no time in the Spirit? He... You know, God, God operates outside of time and space, okay? So I, you'll probably hear it, maybe I'll say it many, many times over the weekend, but get in the Spirit, okay? It's not, I'm not mad. I'm not like, get in the Spirit. I'm like, ah, get in the Spirit. Because you don't strive to get in the Spirit. Um, the most powerful position of warfare, uh, whether it's, you know, spiritual warfare, anyway, in the kingdom, the most powerful place can be seated in rest. And it's the only place in the Bible where it says you should labor. You should labor to rest. You should, you, this is an area where you should strive to get into rest, okay? So that means uh, striving to... You guys, are, you guys are awesome. Are you guys, like, writing notes or something? Holy moly, we're not even started yet. Well, that's okay. It's great. <laughs> it's great. And so anyway, but that position of rest, when you're seated in rest, you can literally... Um, well, let's just put it this way. When Paul said that you are, and I am, and he is, and he was, uh, seated with Christ in heavenly places, okay? That, that's not talking about something that'll happen one day, okay? 
That's talking about like right now, I actually am seated in Christ in heavenly places. But if your heart is anxious, if your soul is anxious, you will not live in the revelation of seated in heavenly places. Okay? So that's a seat of rest. And uh, that is where all the fun stuff happens. And it's from there that we're to live. You're to live from heaven to earth. Okay? You're not supposed to live from earth to heaven. So anyway... I'm, I'm on, I feel like I'm on a bit of a steroid kick here in terms of where we've been going because what happened on Saturday night was uh, the people in the room at this conference in Prague were really, really hungry. And I'm not saying this to, uh, to, to try to work a crowd. I, I'm not, I don't work crowds, okay? I'm not trying to work you up. If I give a word or something and it's off, it's not on, then don't be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. But if it's not you, then don't like, don't, don't. Uh, what's the word? Patronize me, okay? Uh, I don't need that. We have a rule in our church. Um, we, we adopted it from Bethel, but unless you fail three times, you can't pass, okay? So in other words, you're going to give it a go, you know? So whether it be word of knowledge, revelation, healing, whatever else like that, prophecy, whatever. So anywho. Um, so we're not trying to hype, but these, these people were, were literally, I could feel them pulling on me, okay? It was like their faith was pulling on me. You know, Jesus felt... The woman, one woman, he touched thousands that day, but one woman pulled on him, okay? He felt the pull of one woman. And he said, boys, who touched me? And they said, Jesus, like, look at all these people are touching you. And you say, who touched me? And he says, no, no, I felt, I, I, I know somebody touched me because I felt virtue. I felt <clears throat> virtue get out of me, pulled out of me, you know? And then, uh, and then this woman was, you know the story, the woman with the issue of blood, you know what I'm talking about? So these people were just, they were pulling on me. It was wild. With the Lord in his realm, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. Hello? Right? Okay. So we went on. It was, it was wild. We went on. Never done this in my life before. I don't feel like I'm going to do it tonight, but I, I can't make any promises anymore. But uh, I started releasing the word of the Lord, and it was like time stopped. Uh, we, we just clicked in together, and God began to reveal himself. Many powerful things happened, and I went on for three and a half hours with a pee break in the middle, okay? And in the middle, I said, listen, if you guys need to go, go for it. Go. I'm totally not offended. We'll stay. I'll keep going. It was like when the oil's flowing, just keep pumping, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's just pump till that well's dry and then move on, dig somewhere else, and so anyway, we're cruising along. This lady comes up to me. This, I, I've known her for years, but I, she comes up to me, and she grabs me by the hand. She's got tears in her eyes. She said, please don't stop. This is like water, you know. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, let's keep rolling. So cool testimony from that. Um, while I was there, I was, uh, we're, yeah, we are recording this. but it's, Anyway, let's put it this way. Worship wasn't the most powerful encounter experience that I had, you know. It's not about me. It's about him. But you know when there was those times when it's like, this just feels like it's as dry as a popcorn fart. Has anyone ever had that before in worship? Anyone ever had that sense before? No? Yeah? Karis, where are you? I know you don't go there. You know, usually it's like... But there's a difference between something where, where it's flowing and, and, and it's not. Anyway, whatever. Um, so I'm lay, I just lay down on the floor and uh, I, the Lord just spoke to my heart and He said, Well, you... You let the river flow. Don't try to wait for a worship team to open things up. You let it flow. You know, you have a river inside of you, so you open it up. Open up the portal. You are a portal. Everyone's crying out for open heavens. Read your Bibles. Heaven's never closed. 
Jesus, it ripped open, okay? The heavens were torn open, and Holy Spirit descended like a dove and released his sonship to him. Ha, 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 ha. What did it do? Did it give him power for ministry? No, actually. It gave him an anointing to stand in his sonship because it said, this is my son in whom I'm pleased with, and I'm so blessed by him, and I'm so happy about him. The wild thing is, is it had nothing to do with his performance, right? Because why? Because he hadn't done anything yet. No miracles, no nothing. So there's no striving. So the, the Holy Spirit was released. Anyway, but heaven never shut up after that. The only closed heaven is between your ears. So, so we're going off there. And, uh, <laughs> and this guy, uh, or I'm, yeah, back to the thing. So I'm, 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 I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to open this up. And Lord spoke to me. Now, you need to understand, first of all, uh, you can ask my daughter about this, okay? If you want later. She'll probably lie about it, but uh, I'm kidding. Uh, I am, I'm T-Dog, okay? I'm a dad, a husband, and um, I love the Lord, and uh, I literally believe that everything that's in this book is for you, okay? These are called passages of Scripture, Selah. Do you ever follow the rabbit hole? Everything in this book, it's called a living book, okay? It's living because... I'm going to borrow this one here. It's living because uh, it's alive. Like, it's literally alive. And there are passages... The scriptures are passages to encounter. Listen, if you read something here and you can't have it or encounter it, like what kind of a demented dad would say something like that? Here you go, son. Give you all this stuff. Show you the instructions to it all. Reveal everything to you. You look at it like that. And they go, ah, okay, good. Thank you very much. That's a sick dad, okay? That's not your heavenly dad. Anywho, um, so the reason I say that, though, is because I'm going to share some things probably this weekend that uh, pr- it'll probably stretch your mind. Some of you might get mad, and that's okay, okay? Um, the problem is, is we become too comfortable and too familiar with a God that we don't know. And, and, and if we only receive what we can understand, then we'll just be left with a God that's, that really looks the same as us. And I know we all are made in His image, but do you follow what I'm saying? Like, okay, we'll carry on. So, so I, I, I opened up a portal in the meeting there, and the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, there's a pool of oil here. And uh, so I'm like, whoa, that's cool. So then I opened my eyes, and there are four or five, I can't remember if it was four or five children. And the, state, the, the area at the front was at least as big as this. And they were from way over on that side of the room, and they came right over here. And they're, they're dancing around right here in this little pool. And I get up, and I'm like, are you kidding me? How beautiful is that? You know what I mean? Unless you become like a child, you're never going to enter into this kingdom stuff. Imagine when you were a child what it was like. Like you could just, you could be like, you know what I mean? You'd be flying to the moon, right? It's like you could do anything. Then we get a little older, we grow up, we mature, and isn't that a kick in the head, eh? But anyway, so this this thing's going on. Um, There's this guy there. There was a guy in the meeting, and uh, he's about 58 years old. He was an atheistic evangelist. <laughs> Isn't that funny? He was an atheist for 58, 56 or 58 years. Okay? I had no idea this. I found out a, a day later. Um, so he, gets, he comes to the meeting, 
And here's this guy from Canada, and he's talking about, you know, portals and oil and, and all this, these kind of things. Uh, and he sits in the meeting, goes out for a smoke break. And um, before the pee break, he went out and he, he went out for this break. And as he's having a cigarette, uh, the Spirit of God descends on him and speaks to him and says, uh, what this guy's saying is true. What you've believed all your life is wrong. And then the cigarette fell off his lip. And he said, and you don't need this anymore. Now, I, I don't, I'm not offended if you want to have a smoke. I really don't care. I seriously don't care. But um, it fell right off his lip, Travi. And, uh, and he was kind of really taken. So he, he goes back in the meeting. He comes back up into the meeting, and he stays for the whole thing, okay? And uh, so then at the end of the meeting, he, he's there with his girlfriend, and he, he, he nudges her and he says, well, why don't we go and stand up in that thing that he was talking about? <laughs> so here comes the atheist who, who just got delivered. And he comes up and he stands in the, uh, up at the front there like this. And um, as I'm, I ministered to over a few people that night, not a lot. The Lord was just really doing everything. Like, so awesome. It was like cruise control, you know, <laughs> autopilot. And so anyway, I'm, I'm ministering over a few people. And I get to this couple. And uh, the Lord says, don't, don't touch them. So I walk around them, and I keep on going over here. Story gets back to me later then. He was a bit offended because I never prayed for him and ministered to him. And so, um, but then he said, then we went and we got to our car. And so we went into our car. When we got in our car, uh, we started laughing uncontrollably, and yet nothing was funny. <laughs> and so... Um, I really find that funny. I really do, Travis. When you think about that, here's what really is a kick in the head, okay? Preachers all over the world, okay, tell stupid jokes to make people laugh, okay? God shows up, a few people get drunk, and everyone's like... <laughs> like, for real. Think about that for a minute. A church could be rolling, laughing about these stupid, corny jokes that some pastor pulled off the internet, some humor site or something, I don't know. They probably exist. And, and they tell these jokes, and so people laugh and stuff. And then in a meeting, if somebody just starts bursting out in laughter, like the joy of the Lord hits them, the joy of the Lord is actually my strength. I'm strengthened in the joy of the Lord. In fact, his kingdom is a kingdom of joy. It's not about eating or drinking or smoking or whatever. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So anyway, um, so this guy, so he's in his car, he gets, the, he gets the joy, gets just hammered drunk. He can't, even, he can't even see straight. Like, that's how bad it was, or how good it was, however you look at it. And so anyway, then he told his girlfriend, he says, I think you're going to have to drive. And they're laughing. What's so funny? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, long story short, but do you see the beauty of that? So he gave his life to Christ, uh, got filled with the Holy Ghost, got delivered all in one night, and no one laid hands on him. I never even preached the gospel. I preached the kingdom, okay? But I didn't preach the gospel, but I preached the kingdom, and the kingdom came to him, and he understood the gospel, and he gave his life to Christ. Now he's in their church. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So I, I think it's wild, though, because it made sense then. See, if I were to come through and, and, and pray for him and lay hands on him and something happened to him, you know, all of a sudden he hit good joy or whatever, later on, I mean, 58 years of being an atheist, you might be in your vehicle going, you know what, I think that was probably just because that guy was there and he was maybe like manipulating me or something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So anyway, it was just from the outside in, hit him from the inside out, it was really good. Um, 
So then, yeah, it was just, it was phenomenal. There's so many other good things that happened, but that, that, was, that was a pretty, pretty good highlight for me, I, I think. It's pretty fun. Um, just a few simple points, and then we'll see where we go. Uh, number one, you can't walk in what you don't believe. Um, number two, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> All right. So, we came here this weekend, my daughter and I, to um, blow up your damn religion. <laughs> I, mean, I mean that in the nicest way. As we were, as we were uh, prepping, I was, I was just waiting on the Lord and saying, Lord, is there anything particular you want to say? And I did. I saw a dam, okay? I didn't say D-A-M-N. I said D-A-M, Okay. So this dam, and, and on it, then after a while, I, know, I saw religion written on it. I'm like, whoa, that's really funny, because he talks like this to me, you know, damn religion. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, um, and he really wants to break that, because if, if you allow him to break your damn religion, or your religion damn, you'll know how religious you are if it really offends you. But anyway, um, uh, if you let him break that, his river, his presence will really flow in a powerful way in and through you. You don't realize how powerful you are. Is there anyone here that's, that's, that's not in a relationship with God right now? You're not really walking with the Lord. Like, you don't, he, you don't, he's, let's put it this way. Um, you're not possessed by God. Is there anyone here that's not possessed by God at this point in time? Anyone? Okay. So, who is possessed by God then? Everybody else, pretty much? Okay, cool. How many aren't sure? Well, I don't know if you say it like that, possessed. Are you serious? <laughs> Listen, you're, as a believer, you're possessed by God. In fact, you're one with Him. He who joins himself with the Lord is one spirit with Him. That's pretty heavy right there. You know why that's good? Because when the enemy looks at you, he doesn't know where God ends and you begin. So all he sees is God. So the key is to learn how to live out of that place instead of out of this place, you know, right? And so anyway, um, so he does want to break down that dam of religion so that he can flow through you in a mighty, mighty way. Um, religion is simply knowledge void of experience. Uh, it's like you have a knowledge of things, you understand things, but you're, you don't have an experience, you don't have an encounter. Wouldn't it be great, those of you who have girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands or wives, uh, wouldn't it be wild? I mean, think about this. How long would the relationship last if it was like, I am deeply, um, I'm in love with you. Like, I, I'm in love with you. And um, I just have all these uh, intellectual thoughts towards you. Like, I know a lot about you. I really do. But there was, no, there was no heart behind it. There was no emotion behind it. There was no connection. It was all an intellectual ascent thing. You know what I mean? How long would that relationship last? <laughs> Tell you what, it wouldn't last that long. But anywho, he's a heart God, yeah? Love the Lord your God with all your... Then your... Yeah, and there. Sure, good. And your strength, everything about you. But he's a heart God, right? We like to cut that part off. Religion is simply uh, knowing God that you have, knowing a God you haven't experienced. You know, paraphrase of that kind of thing. Um, another point here. Uh, your hunger will set you up for encounter. Okay. Um, another couple little things here. And then we'll get right into the word, like the, the living word that's alive. Um, 
If you despise what you don't understand, you'll dispose what you don't understand. Okay? So if I don't understand something, I'm hmm, well, I don't really get that, or I don't really, hmm, you know, then you're, you're not going to eat of it. You know, you're going to dispose of it, right? Jesus dealt with this. Jesus actually, Jesus really, really dealt with this. And it was always funny because it was the religious ones that didn't accept it, okay? In John 6, he's, he's there and he's talking. He said, well, by the way, guys, he has a lot of disciples at this time. He says, by the way, he said, you're going to eat my flesh and you're going to drink my blood. What do you think? Who's in, you know? Cheers. And uh, it says that many left him. Many of his disciples, okay? Guys, men, women that he was grooming and, and living with and in community with, okay? He was in this community with them. And a bunch of them left. And then... Uh, and then he, and it, it's real easy to remember. It's John 666, you know. <laughs> oh, you laugh. That's good. We'll just hang out tonight. So, um, and then he looks at the boys and he says, well, what about you guys? Are you going to go too? And Peter looks at him and he goes, where are we going to go? You have the words of life. Okay. What he's saying by that is he's saying, you have the rhema. You have the quickened word. When you speak Jesus, my spirit totally gets it. My mind is a little tweaked at times, but I'm, I'm willing to forgo living in this mystery. I can give this up. I can live in this mystery. I spoke a bit about that maybe a couple years ago with you guys. It was deeply impactful because no one remembers it, so I'll share it again. Anyway, okay. But if, but if you, so if you're able to uh, live in that, that tension of not understanding something that seems so right in your heart. Because God's a heart God. He speaks to your heart. And so, um, so that's what that's will happen. Even this weekend, God really wants to speak to our hearts. And He'll probably blow our minds a little bit, you know. And I'm okay with that. But if we, if we, if we despise what we, what we don't understand, then we're going to be like those disciples that just walk away and say, ah, I'm not into cannibalism. I'm out of here, you know. And you could be missing out on the greatest encounter that, you, that would absolutely set you, change you, set you on the course for your life, you know. Absolutely. Fix your eyes on the unseen. Anchor your gaze in heaven. Get unhooked from the earth. If you're anchored in this realm, you'll only get results from this realm. If you're anchored in heaven, you'll get heaven's results. You'll be deceived by the degree, or to the degree, that you're moved by the seen realm. Do you realize that? In the kingdom of God, the seen realm is really deception, actually. <laughs> because his kingdom supersedes the earthly realm, right? So, that's why things like, it's like this. Oh, okay, let me try to explain this. Um, your spirit is not sick, okay? When you're with the Lord, right? Uh, your spirit knows, doesn't know sickness. Your spirit feasts on the abundance of his house and you drink from his river of pleasures. Okay, that's your spirit. Um, your body and your soul just need to catch up to that. And when your body and soul catch up, boom, a miracle happens if you need it, okay? Do you follow what I'm saying? Like, um, like miracles and, and all that kind of... Like, I like that stuff. I like signs and wonders and miracles. We've seen a ton of them and crazy good things happening and stuff. I was in a meeting a few months ago, and right in front of my eyes, um, this, this, this guy got to know him a little bit. Um, 
he's just a, he's just so beautiful, brilliant man, and uh, he's really funny. And he, um, I saw. Well, just to give you an example. That night alone, I think there were six thyroids that women who had surgery and had their thyroid removed. God popped in new thyroids. You say, well, how do you know? Because I watched it. Because it went, it would come in like this, and it would go like bloop, like a like a bulge came in like that, and boom, like that. And um, a guy that had a knee replacement, he got a new. He it, it was his one knee had a replacement. His other knee was bone on bone, like on the uh, I don't know whatever it was, but you could hear it, and it, you could see him. He's walking in great pain, and the guy, you know, he's like, "Hey, you're gonna hear a pop," and um, and that's God giving you a new knee. You ready for that? And he's like, "Okay." And he goes, oh, there, there it is. Well, he said that, and all of a sudden, I hear it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, my God. I'm like freaking out. It's just wild, you know. Um, this, was, this one was funny, actually. A lady, a woman who had a, uh, is it called a mastectomy, where they removed the breast from cancer and whatever. And the Lord just grew her new breast on the spot. You could see her shirt just go like that. He was in a meeting one time. And the, the lady had both, this lady had both, uh, both breasts removed. And um, just before he ministered to her, her husband shouted from the back, Can I pick the size? <laughs> Some of you guys are so religious, you're shaking your heads like that. <clears throat> you're saying, oh, is he talking about boobs in church? <clears throat> you can go home and look at him on your computer. So, fix our eyes on the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Paul admonished us in this over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we had this with this gal, when God started kind of to break out and do some things like this in our ministry, um, there was a gal there, she was a nurse. And she was quite, uh, well, skeptical is probably the polite way to say it, but she said, this is not real. Why do people fall down? Like, that's just really completely ludicrous. By the way, I don't care if you fall down. Like, if we're ministering, praying with you and whatever, if you fall over, that's great. For me, the miracle is not that you fall down. It's actually that if you really encounter the Lord, you live through it. (laughs) And so, um, but... uh, but I'll say this, though. I've seen literally hundreds of people step out of their breakthrough and their blessing because they get their eyes back in the natural. And here's a, they step out of their blessing. It's like this. It's like they're there and they're going to receive and maybe someone's ministering to them. Maybe they're not. They're standing there and all of a sudden God's presence comes thick and heavy and they're like, whoa, like this. And they go like, and they just, they go, they, they do this. And all of a sudden they're back here like this. You know what? If you feel like that, you don't want to fall down. That's why I lay down lots. I really don't like falling down myself. So I just lay down on the floor and just encounter the Lord, you know? Um, and so anyway, she's like, this, 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 and healing. Like, really? Like, these people are really getting healed, you know? And um, so she was kind of in, in a kind of a mockery. And, and she said this. She said, all these things aren't truly happening, you know? And then... Uh, then in a moment, in worship one night, this is wild, she said, I'm just reading what she said. I saw, she sent it to me. I saw the holiness of God in a vision, and I ran to the front. When she ran to the front, she hit a wall. She said, a tangible wall. It was like, boom, she hit this wall. And um, when she hit the wall, she hit the ground. And what she didn't believe in, she was now 
receiving. And then the Lord spoke to her and said, you are now awakened. And she got up and she was just changed, you know. Didn't believe in it, but anyway. Um, Okay. So what I'd like to do, I really feel like, um, first of all, are you guys okay? All right. I'm not offended at all. I'm serious as a heart attack. I'm not offended if you feel like you want to get up and leave or whatever. Travis might be deeply hurt, but I'm not, okay? Um, you know, we'll have, we don't have a ton of time together this weekend, but uh, the time we do have will be a good time. And um, if you need to leave or whatever, that's totally cool. It's not a, not a, not a big deal, especially today because it's my birthday. So you, I call the shots, yeah? Is that okay, Trav? Like, what am I, what's he going to say, right? actually no. Well, you'd say no. You would. He's, he's free to do that. That's fine. I want to I just give you some foundations, first of all, because, okay, the new age has robbed so much from the church that is the real deal, and it's, they, they function in a counterfeit. How does a banker recognize the counterfeit? Because counterfeit changes all the time, right? But the way they recognize counterfeit is to study the genuine, right? So they'll, they'll study the genuine bills and the genuine uh, 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 different, you know, uh, currencies, genuine um, denominations of, of, of bills and whatnot, so that if something comes along that's not genuine, they can say, okay, that's worthless, actually. And yet, um, but there are a lot of things that, 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 that the church has thrown out because they're saying, well, that's just new age, that's this, that's that, or whatever. Um, things like meditation and that sort of thing. Meditation's in the Word. We're supposed to meditate on the Word day and night, you know? Uh, and so meditation is not new age, maybe empty your mind and empty your thoughts and empty yourself out. Well, meditation in the kingdom is to fix your gaze on Him and to meditate on the Word. And when I meditate on the Word, what happens is when I meditate on the Word, I encounter the Word. It's a living Word. And I'll, I'll share a few things maybe to help you understand that. Uh, later, but it's fun. I don't know if you've ever had this where you're, you're reading the Word and then you actually fall into it and you go into it like you're, you're in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's pretty wild. It's like such an amazing storybook. My kids, especially uh, Sarah now, Sarah's 12, and she, all she wants to do when I'm tucking her into bed, all she wants to do is just, I just want to hear supernatural stories, Dad, you know? And I'm like, why don't you tell me some? And so she tells me some of the things she's encountered and stuff. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. What was that like, you know? And she's describing stuff, and, and it's super fun. And uh, anyway, um, but I want to, so first of all, I want to lay some foundations to why, why, like lay foundation to your encounter, okay? Lay foundation to your, what I would call like soaring in the Lord, Okay, I said, you got to unhook from this earthly realm to step into the spirit. And I want to say it, okay, listen to me now. Just get in the spirit, okay? You're going to get this if you're in the spirit, all right? Is that okay? Okay, cheers, I'll drink to that. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. And I'm just going to say this over again, okay? Over and over again. Really, really, really. Um, take every thought captive, Paul said. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Through the pulling down of strongholds. Take every thought captive, all right, that tries to exalt itself up against the knowledge of God. I'll take every thought captive and bring it down, okay? So you want to stay in the spirit. You want to hear what the Lord's saying, you know, over and over again, um, 
John would say, he'd say, you know, uh, uh, all over, Jesus even talked about it, but John, through Revelation, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church, you know. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So you have ears. Your spirit, whether you know it or not, your spirit is really hungry for what I'm going to tell you tonight. And your spirit really gets it. But your mind, will, and emotions and your body just haven't quite caught up there yet, you know. Um, one of the things that cracked open the meeting in... Uh, in um, no, I'm not going to go there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll, we'll, we'll get to other stuff as we can. We've got to lay some foundation first. Okay, so let's go here. Exodus 33. Do you guys have Bibles here? If you don't, do you have it on the screen anywhere? Can you put it up or no? In Exodus 33, um, this is really cool how this goes here. Um, So the Lord says to Moses, go out, go up from here, you and the people. And, and um, he says, I'll send an angel before you. I'll drive out all these Hutterites and Mennonites and everybody else. And then you'll go up into this land flowing with milk and honey. He goes on and he's like, well, no, I don't want, I don't want you to send the angel. I want, I, want, I want you. I want everything about you. And so um, it says in verse 17, there's a key here in verse number 17. It's cool earlier where you see how Joshua was chosen to be Moses' successor. It doesn't say that, but I believe that in verse 11, that's the key to being chosen, you know, right there. Um, Many are called, but few are chosen. In verse 11 there, this is where Joshua, I believe, was chosen. And the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses returned to the camp, but his minister Joshua, son of a nun, a young man, didn't depart from the temporary prayer tent, okay? That just went right over it, didn't it? He wasn't a son of a nun. He was son of none, okay? Anyway. Guys, you've got to work with me, okay? I won't, I'm not going to scream. I'm not much of a screamer or yeller. Uh, don't have time for that. But he was chosen there because he said, I'm not going to leave this tent. I want to stay. I don't, you go wherever you want, but I'm going to stay. Same reason why I believe Elisha was the, the, the um, uh, you know, passed on from Elijah. You know, it was because Elijah said, hey, listen, I'm going to go here. You stay here. And he's like, no, no, no. Surely as you live and the Lord lives, I'm going to follow you. And he followed him on to Gilgal and to Jordan and Jericho and on and on and on. Bethel. So he's following him, following him, following him. And that's, that's something about a hunger, having a hunger. Now, that's not striving. That's just hunger, right? And so you'll encounter what you're hungry for, I said earlier tonight. But um, you read on there, and it says there after this, Moses says in verse 17, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing, so you, you asked for. Um, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going I'm to... Uh, um, I'll do this thing you asked for, and you will know me personally. Uh, where is it here? Uh, mm, there's a juicy verse here I want to give you. Moses said, I beseech you, show me your glory. And God said, I'll make all my, past, my goodness pass before you. And I'll proclaim my, Lord, my name, the Lord, for you. I'll be gracious to you. And all this. And then he says, but you can't see me for no man see my face and live. Those things have changed. But, uh, and... and um, the Lord said, Behold, there be a place beside me, and you shall, be, you shall stand upon the rock, and while my glory passes, I will put you in a cleft of the rock. So now he's in the rock. Do you follow that? We'll, we'll probably pick that up tomorrow. Um, he was in, and then, and then he passes by, and then I'll take my hand. for you're not, You'll see my back, because my face will not be seen. But if you back up the bus here just a little bit, Moses said something. 
Um, for some reason, I can't get it here right now. It's right in front of me, but I can't get it. Anyway, he, he goes on and on and on. Moses' heart was to know God, though. That's the bottom line, okay? Can't find it here right now. We're not going to sit here all day. It's right in there. You can read it yourself. But basically, he says, God, I just want to know you. You know, show me your glory that I may know you. The purpose in all this stuff wasn't so that he could have this encounter with God. He just wanted to know God. That's the foundation, right? And then go on, go to uh, Psalm 103. Here's another foundational verse for us. Just stay in the spirit and pull on heaven. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. There it is, okay? And all that's within me. And he goes through and he says, I'm not going to forget. He, he forgives your sin. He heals your diseases. He, he redeems you from the pit. He beautifies you, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies your mouth. Uh, he renews your youth. And you'll be like an eagle soaring. And then it says this, verse number 7. And this is key right here. He made known his... Help me out. Help me out. Okay, good. Six of you got it. He made known his ways to Moses and, and his acts to the children of Israel. That's a big deal right there. There are a lot of people that know the acts of God, okay? You know about it. You've seen this. You've seen that. Maybe you've even done a few things like this, but no, Moses knew his ways, okay? So that's a whole different thing. You know, when Jesus came along and said, many will say to me in that day, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name, heal the sick in your name, do all these things in your name? And he looks at him. He says, depart from me. I never knew you. The word knew there is, it means to be intimately acquainted with as a husband knows his wife. It's the same word for intercourse. That's what that word is, gnosko. And so he says, I didn't even know you. Like, you did all this stuff in my name, but I didn't really know you. And, and, and Moses had a knowing with God. That was his heart. He said, I don't, the encounter's phenomenal. That's great. But I'm not in this for the encounter. I just want to know you more. Like, I really want to know you more. And so that's the foundation for soaring and for living in this kingdom realm and living in the spirit. It really is. Now, I want you to, um, can you guys help me? Can we do a little, can you guys help me read a few scriptures? Is that okay? We okay? I feel like you want to engage a little bit more here, you know? I'm not real big on the one man talking all the time, you know? <laughs> so, let's do this. Somebody take Revelation 1.10. Who's got it? Okay, thank you. Somebody take Revelation 4.2. Who's got it? Okay, thank you at the back. Um, how about uh, Revelation 22.17? Yeah, she's got it over here. Okay, then we're going to get you, Desiree. Why don't you take Ezekiel 1? And then someone else put their finger in Ezekiel 8. Okay, read the first one there. Let's go Revelation 1, verse 10. Okay, where was John when he entered into this encounter? Okay, he, he was What? I guess the key is here that I'm looking for. That, that, that's, a, that's an interesting translation. It's good. But the, the key here is, I was in the Spirit. I was in the Spirit. Could have been shopping for groceries, but I was in the Spirit. Could have been worshiping. That probably connected him into that zone. But he says, I was in the Spirit. And then what happened? Wow. <laughs> okay, I want you to get see something here. See, so many people dismiss... Actually, okay... Carry on. We've got to keep laying foundation. Uh, next one. Whoever had the next one? 
Oh, he was in the spirit again. What the heck? And then what happened? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, this is wild. Oh, come on. Okay. Woo. Okay, that's good. Next one. I'm going to get carried away here. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Was that 2217 you had? Okay, let's go to, well, let's just go to Ezekiel 1 and start, start, um, start reading. First chapter of Ezekiel. Yeah, go for it. Period. Yeah, this is wild. Uh, Ezekiel was in exile. He was in bondage. Okay. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Isn't that wild? He was in the middle of his bondage, and yet God just started, you know, but he tuned into what God was doing in the middle of his bondage. Don't use your stuff as an excuse for waiting on getting into God and what he wants for you and, and, and getting into what he's got for you. Think about it. Where was John when he was getting all these visions and stuff? Was he not in exile too? Wow, isn't that interesting? Unreal. Sometimes maybe it's the hard places that you've been trying to kick against that God's been trying to say, hey, listen, if you'd lean into me now and get in the spirit, you'd actually see some things that I've been wanting to show you for a long time. But you've been so distracted by your damn religion and all your stuff that you're, you're really, seriously, I, you listen, now, oh, now I'm getting a little bit, I'll try not to yell, but I seriously wouldn't want the Jesus that some people have. Why would I want, why, like, just ask yourself this question. Why would I want your Jesus? If you have to question yourself for a minute and say, well, I really don't know. Why, you know, well, I think you'd want him. If you can't just give me a litany of things of why I would want your Jesus, then you're not going to make a difference in the world that you live in. You're not going to advance in the world you live in, okay? That's why the foundation for all this stuff is to know him. Okay? He doesn't care how many people you get saved or how many people you heal. He just is calling you to know him, to walk in who you, he made you to be. And when you can rest in that, oh man, then you're going to give me a list. You, you, could, you couldn't stop talking about your Jesus. You, you asked me about my Jesus. You asked me about just, just, just the flipping crazy love that I walk in daily, that I, that I, the acceptance that I have in him, that I don't need to do anything to get more love from him. I can just hang out with him. And he just freaking blankets me with love over and over and over again. Whoa. Like, it's just wild. When he told me, that one day when he told me, T-Dog, you don't have to preach again. You don't have to save anybody. You don't have to do anything. You're my beloved. It just wrecked me forever. And I get, the, get me in this. I'd already been preaching for about 15 years full-time when this happened. I feel sorry for some of the people in my earlier years. Good to see you, Lisa. 
Seriously, but Revelation's progressive, right? Do you know what I'm saying? And so anyway, <laughs> that was a little sidetrack there. So you keep on reading here in Ezekiel, this, this guy is so funny, he's in bondage, and he goes like this, okay, go ahead and keep reading. So he sees heaven, heaven open, and then what happens? Don't matter. Call him whatever you want. That does. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, I'll just pause for a second. Do you realize the detail that he's putting here in this encounter that he had? Do you see that? Like it's detail. So when I, I encourage people, um, when you, even my kids, Stephen, I was talking to Sarah the other night. Um, when you're seeing something, okay, when, you, when God begins to reveal things to you, take a look around. Like, get inside that thing and just take a look around. Like, what do you see? I've talked to people, and we may, I don't know, we may go through this. Well, here, let's just do this right now. Pause for a second. Everybody close your eyes. What I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to go home to your front door. Some of you live in apartments. Some of you live in houses. Some of you do, just go there and stand in front of your door, okay? Look at your door. What do you see? Do you see, is there a window in the door? Is the door uh, completely flat? Is it white? Is it red? Is it black? Um, is it... Uh, does it have ribs on it? How many panels are on the door? Okay. Are you there with me? Okay. So there you are. You see that. Now, grab the door handle. Some of them have a round knob. Some of them have a thumb clicker thing. Some of them have a key code on them. You know, you just punch in the code and it goes, mm, opens up, whatever. Just go there. Okay. Now, go in your house or your apartment. Just step in there. Okay. Whoa. Go in there. All right. Now, look at that. Okay. Now, <laughs> straighten the picture. You bump it on the way out and it's crooked. So straighten that. And then... <laughs> and, then you, uh, and then you just move in. You look to your right. What do you see on your right? Okay, some of you have a living room there. Some of you have a... Look around a little bit. What do you see? What color is the paint? Just shout it out. What color is the paint? What do you see? Uh, what do you see? Talk louder. I can't hear you. Brown. Brown. Thank you. What else? Stairs. Some of you are at stairs. Okay, a fireplace. Cool. Did you leave it on or is it a natural one? <laughs> just joking. Anyway, okay, open your eyes. Boom. Do you see what, what's happening there, okay? You were in your house, but you weren't in your house, okay? So many people dismiss when God starts speaking through their thoughts, through their images and their minds. They dismiss them as they're not of God, okay? Because it's like, well, that was just my thought. Pastor Trevor, I don't know if they're my thoughts or they're God thoughts. You know, how many times have I heard that? Well, let's think about this for a minute. How did God get us here tonight? Here's how he got us here, okay? Way back when, the reason we're born again is because some guy who was hungry went up on top of a roof, okay, in the afternoon. He was extremely hungry. His name was Peter. And he goes up there, and as he's sitting there in this extreme state of hunger, he went into a trance, okay? A trance is when you lock in, and it's like your eyes are open, and it's like you're not there, okay? That's a trance. Um, so he's in a trance. While he's in a trance, he has a vision, Scripture says. And in the vision, you know the sheet that comes down from the four corners. And what's in the sheet? To a hungry man that's hungry, what's in the sheet? 
food, all these things. And God says, hey, Peter, take it and eat it. And he's like, uh, 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 you know, now this, the reason, listen, and, and he leaned into that vision and, and God said, listen, whatever I have made clean, don't call unclean. So what I'm going to do is now I'm going to take the gospel from not just, for not just the Jews, God's chosen, but I'm actually going to give it to the Gentiles as well. How many, I don't know if you're Jewish here tonight, but I'm, I'm grafted in, but I'm a Gentile, okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? The reason you're here and experience this born-again experience is because some guy, dreaming of food, hungry for food, went into a trance, had a vision, and went with it. That's a big deal. It's time that you started honoring your visions and your dreams and honor them by writing them down. You don't need to tell people about them, but honor them by writing them down. Leaning into them. Don't, don't dismiss them, you know. Oh, that must have been the pizza that last night. There are dream, revelations. Revelation is going to be released here this weekend through you. I'm telling you right now. I'm, I'm prophesying this to you. And I could, I could, should I tell them how I know that, Travis, what I told you, or would that be a little too much? Well, the door we walked through and everything else. Maybe later? Okay, I'll hold off then. That's okay. Oh, we're already stretching a few things. Okay, good. Here we go. So anyway, the point is, so then, oh, then Ezekiel. Okay, now let's jump over to Ezekiel chapter 8. This one really gets me going, okay? This one's really funny. <laughs> this is really funny. In Ezekiel chapter 8, okay, so he, there he is. In the sixth year, sixth month, the fifth day, I sat in my house, uh, a captive of the Babylonians, with the elders of Judah sitting beside me. And the hand of the Lord God fell upon me there. And then beheld, lo, the likeness of a man with an appearance of a fire from his waist downward was fire. From his waist upward was appearance of brightness like gleaming bronze. And then he put forth from them and took me by a lock of my hair. The Spirit lifted me up between earth and the heavens and brought me in visions of God to Jerusalem. So now he's lifted up by his hair. Good on you, Ezekiel, you know. Uh, I'll tell, I may tell you a story about that tomorrow. We'll see. Anyway, he's lifted up by his hair and he goes and he's brought into Jerusalem and he's shown around in Jerusalem like this. He's like, like that. Like, don't you find that funny? I think it's funny. Diana thinks it's funny. Well, yeah, totally. Talking about when Ezekiel got picked up by a lock of his hair and taken into Jerusalem. And God took him in and showed him all the... All, what he did is he took him into Jerusalem and showed him all the stuff that was really going on in the temple. All the stuff that was really going on so he could speak out against it and deal with some of the, you know, poop in their pants, so to speak. Okay? So anyway, so these are all things that, 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 are, that are taking place here. Um, I'm, I'm really serious. I'm not... I'm not don't get me wrong. I'm not at all saying, um, I'm not at all saying, you know the phrase, you know, don't cast your pearls before swine, okay? I'm not at all saying you're swine. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm not, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm not, I don't want to go any farther. I don't want to go into a bunch of stuff. I can curve another direction here, no problem, if, if this is, if we're kind of getting bored or it's not really hitting you. And I'm serious. This, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not saying this to work the crowd at all or anything like that. What should we do? Is that okay? See, when I ask that question, people sometimes oh, he's just work. I'm not working the crowd. I really don't care. I don't care what you think, but I care what you think. Okay? Um, is that okay? Okay. So, uh, for me, um, 
something happened back in uh, January. Take your Bibles to John 14. In John 14, keep in mind that the heart's cry, the foundation for anything in the spirit realm, it's not weird or spooky when it's anchored in him. Uh, Actually, let me back that up. (laughs) That's actually a little bit false. It can be extremely weird and it can be spooky. I'm sorry. All right? That's not even right. I I used to say that a lot and I... uh, Thank you. Holy Spirit, I feel like um, that's misleading. It is really weird to your natural mind. Okay? Paul said something about that, though. He said that my speech didn't come with eloquence of persuasive words, lest your faith would rest in the words of wisdom. But it came in a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So your faith would rest in God, right? And uh, he said, and he even said that the teachings are foolishness to the world. They're weird to the world, right? But they're life to those who know them. Come on, G. Rant. Good to see you, buddy. Just take it. Drink, drink deeply. Listen, how many have ever, how many have ever been drunk? Like, I mean, not in the Holy Ghost. I mean, you've, 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 you know, been sucking back on Grandma's old cough medicine, like big time drunk. Anyone? Don't be ashamed of it. Was it fun? Don't, don't lie. Exactly. I mean, she's not lying. Some of you are like, no, it wasn't fun at all. I'm like, okay. Um, there is an ecstasy that comes from things like that, that people like to escape from reality. There's an ecstasy that, that, that is enjoyable, okay? Whether you're, you know, smoking a doobie or tipping back grandma's cough medicine, you know, whatever the case may be. However... There is a genuine ecstasy in him that will blow your flipping mind, okay? Uh, I know of a guy, I haven't met him personally yet, uh, a friend of mine knows him, where, where, and I'm not talking about that one guy that's real popular on the internet, I'm not talking about him doing shots of vodka and stuff, I'm not talking about that. Um, I don't know if you heard of that guy or not, but anyway. Shots of vodka, not vodka, vodka, you know? Anyway. Okay, all right, you haven't heard of that guy. Okay, then forget I said that. I'm not talking about that guy, okay? Uh, I'm talking about this other guy. And um, they would go into these, um, he got saved in the, in the 70s, and they would go into um, hippie parties, right? So everyone's getting hired in a kite, and they'd go in there. And then he'd say, hey, man, you know, I got something that's so much better than that. And he's like, really, what? And he goes, so, oh, you can't even handle it. And he goes, what, what do you got, man? I want to try it. I want to try it. It's like, it's trippier than acid. And it's, it's, it's more chill than weed. It's phenomenal. Oh, what are you talking about, man? He goes, you probably can't. I'm serious. You can't handle it. You probably can't handle it. But what is it? He goes, it's Shekinah. <laughs> and so he'd, what he'd do, though, is he would, he would release God's glory, the Shekinah glory on people, and trip them right out. And they'd, they'd have these radical experience and encounters with the Lord. And then they'd surrender to the Lord. And, isn't that wild? Anyway, um, how creative do you want to get? Here we go. So in John chapter 14, um, I, was, I was leaning into the Lord and really, really... Um, I was really, really just saying, you know, God, I want to know you. It's always my prayer and always my cry. But then I did ask him. You see, there's a scripture here. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believed in, uh, trust in God, believe in him, and also trust in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. 
or many homes or many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And when I go, and if I go and make a place for you, I'll come back again, so that where I am, there you may be also. And to the place where I'm going, you'll know the way. And Thomas said to him, he says, Lord, how are we going to know where you're going? And how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes where? Except, where are we going? Beautiful. You guys are quick learners. Okay. Everyone likes to think that as talking about getting to heaven somewhere. So we'll come into the Father. But anyway, how do we pray? Our Father where? Okay, good. So I am seated with Christ in... Okay, He has blessed me with every spiritual blessings where? In the heavenly realm. Okay, good. Wow, that's getting pretty good, eh? He who joins himself with the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Yeah? Okay. These are all pretty neat things, right? We will come, we will make our home in Him. Isn't that what Jesus said? We're going to come and make our home in you, okay? So, where's the Father? Okay? If He's making His home in you, where is He? He's in you, okay? So stop trying to strive to go somewhere when it's all right here. It's just right there. And so, I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm... I'm if, you're, if your definition of the kingdom is anchored to eternity in the sweet by and by, you'll never experience the fullness of his kingdom here on earth. Okay? So if you think that when you read about the kingdom or you read about heaven or things like this, you think that it's for getting somewhere in eternity, God's, he, he's outside of time and space. Okay? So you've got to understand, it's a different plane. It's something so different than that. So he ha- it's, it's not like... So I'm, I'm, I'm getting this revelation on this. I'm like, whoa, God, you're not just talking about in the sweet by and by in heaven. You mean that song I used to sing? I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. I'm like, like that song was sickening to me in the day it was written anyway. I mean, when I sang it. But no, no, no. There are rooms, my humble opinion, okay? Uh, there are rooms, dwelling places, um, uh, mansions that the Lord has, has been preparing, chambers that the Lord has been preparing and makes ready to those who are in relationship with them. So here's what happened to me. It was uh, end of January, beginning of February. I fell into John 14, and I just said, God, I said, uh, I want to I know you. And then I said, would you show me some rooms? And so uh, I went into a, uh, not, it wasn't even an altered con. It was like this. It was like I was at, you know, when you're at your house, you're at your door like that, Right. And uh, that's what was happening. I had my eyes shut. I was just waiting on the Lord. Had my eyes shut. And um, bam, there's this brown door in front of me. And uh, this big door. And so I'm standing there like this. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I didn't push the door. I didn't knock on the door. But the door opened. So when the door opened, I walked through the door. And in the the hallway, it was a long hallway. Um, On the right-hand side, there were doors. On the left-hand side, there were doors. It was just all doors, all rooms. And I look, and the only side that I, I, I've only been in, I guess, five or six rooms now, but there were like dozens and dozens as far as I could see. And uh, I'm standing there, and I come to the first room, and all, all of a sudden, boom, the door just opens. And so I would go, and I didn't never, I'd never push a door or knock on a door. Um, and I go, into, the, I go into, this, uh, into this room. And the first room, I call it the coat room. It was the coat room. It was this room, and it had coats everywhere. 
and, and mantles and things like this, you know, like old mantles and big hairy things. And it was like some modern coats and things like that. And uh, I'm like, wow, I'm looking around. It was really cool. And, and, and in, in that realm, you're, you, 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 you move and, and um, uh, thought is, it's like at thought, it's like, boom, there it is. Like, it's not like, it's, it's just different. Anyhow, so I'm looking around and I see, um, I see robes of righteousness. I see garments of salvation. I see... Um, uh, uh, garments of praise. I see all these things. And then there were these mantles that were these big, heavy, monstrous things. And, and I'm like, what are these? And he says, they're callings. They're mantles for people, you know. Everyone, I don't know if it's like this for you, but I've been around a lot of people who's like, man, I want, I want his mantle. Yeah, I want his mantle. Well, I got news for you. You have your own mantle, okay? I get that, that there's, there's, there's the passing of the batons and things like that and, 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 and fathers and mothers pouring into sons and daughters and, you know, the holy Elijah. I get that. But there's something that you can have now that you don't need to wait for later, you know. And so we went into this room. I say we, but I went into the room. It was in another time that we were in church on a Sunday morning and uh, the other uh, team members on our team, we, were, uh, we had these mantles and we were passing them out to people, you know. And these were massive, massive things. And what would happen is, this mantle would come on somebody, and when it came on them, they would, it would be like a kid. It would be like my uh, nine-year-old son wearing some great big uh, football player's shoulder pads. That's what it looked like. But as soon as the mantle hit them, the mantle uh, didn't fit the person. The person fit the mantle, and it went like that. It was like like that. I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, but I like the saying, once the mantle hits, nothing else fits. And I believe that God does have some mantles for people here this weekend where you're going to say, okay, I'll say yes to that, okay? I'm going to say, do you know that before the foundation of the earth, God had a conversation with the son, and he said to me, he said, here's what's going to happen, son. And he began to show him things, and he began to say this. And Jesus just looked at him and said, okay. Anyway, that's another story. No, I won't tell you. I, I will, I'll, it'll come again. That's okay. Anyway, but there are these mantles, and, and uh, so it was wild. So then at the end of the room, though, this was really cool. You could feel, uh, like, power from the end of the room. Like, just pulsating like that. And there was this little door, and so I went to this little door, and the only way that I could get into this little door is if I got on my hands and knees. So I got, have I told you this before? I feel, like, I feel like you know this story. Maybe some of you were there. <laughs> Anyone, anyone else been there? No? Okay, never mind, never mind. I had a lady in Prague email me today and said, uh, were you at my house last night? So uh, I go down, uh, I go down like this, there's a door like this, and I get down on my hands and knees, and I'm like, whoa, this is pretty tight. I can just fit in it. And I'm crawling through the hallway, I'm going down this little hallway, and it's getting tighter and tighter and tighter. I'm like, come on, what's in here? And he said... Uh, this is a place where not many people go. There's a mantle in there that not many people wear. wear. So, as soon as I talk about it, I'm right there. I'm sorry. but And I'm like, what's that? He said, it's a cloak of humility. But the power was wild. That's the one I want to wear. Hey? Once you encounter some things, it, it, it really will wreck you. 
it just wrecks you. <laughs> and it's, it's, almost, it's hard sometimes to talk to people about it because people say things like this. Well, were you in the spirit or were you in the flesh? And I laugh because Bob Jones used to talk like this. I don't know if you know of the, the old prophet Bob Jones. He's since went on to be with the Lord. Uh, he, um, he says, well, what difference does it make? If I told you I was in the flesh, would you believe me more? If I told you I was in the flesh, I'd just, you'd, be anchored in, you'd be anchored in the flesh still, you see? Right? Well, I'd really believe you if it happened in the flesh. Listen, if I tell you things that happen here on earth and you don't believe me, how can I tell you of heavenly things? No one's ever gone up to heaven, but there is one, the Son of Man, who's come from heaven, who abodes in heaven. That's just scripture. Isn't that awesome? Jesus is having the issue. You guys, if I'm telling you stuff that happened here, and you know, how can I tell you of heavenly things? Because no one's ever, no one's ever gone up to heaven, but there is one, the Son of Man, who is from heaven, or who came from heaven, who lives or dwells in heaven. Think about it. Does that blow your mind? Jesus was living in two realms, right? What do you say in John 5, 19? He said, the Son of Man can't do anything on his own. All I do is what I see my Father doing. The Father dearly loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. Think about that. Sorry, guys, I haven't been talking to you at the back there for a while. I'm kind of down here. Anyway, you guys okay back there? Cool. So, do you see that, though? Yeah, I'm back there, too. (laughs) Whoa, over there, too. Right on. Hey. (laughs) Okay, so, do you see that, though? He says, I can't do anything on my own. All I do is what I see my Father doing. I see him do it, and then I go and do likewise. Where is his Father? Oh, Father, in holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth as it is done in the heavens. Okay? So he's modeling this stuff. But anyway, so I'm in there. There's that room. Come out of that room. And every time I come in and out of rooms, I don't know if you remember the movie. I like the movie uh, Gladiator, where he's, he's going out on the, uh, he's, he's like, He's died in the, in the arena, and he's going out like that, right? And he's on that thing, like, and he, he's hovering above the ground like that. Everything else is kind of going by him like this. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like that. For me, that's what it's like. So it's kind of really cool. Second door, I go in there, and uh, <laughs> I call it the cloud room, but it's just, it was, I, the door opened, and there was just, like, fog and smoke coming like this, you know? Uh, glory, like cloud, I don't know. And then there were these big vats of oil, and there were people sitting in the vats of oil. They were like the old hot tubs, you know, the cedar hot tubs with the rings on them. And they're in these things, and they were laughing. And, 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 and he's like, it's the oil of joy for mourning. I'm like, come on, this is awesome. Uh, 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 since then, well, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll finish. I'll keep going to some of the other rooms. Um, so then the next room over was... Uh, the clock room, the go to that one, come into that one. This one's really cool because the Lord began to share a word with me about this previous to me encountering this room. It was a clock room. And uh, we're in the, uh, in the room, and on the, on the walls, there are all these clocks everywhere, any kind of clock you could imagine that I could imagine. There's clocks everywhere. And they're all at different times. And they're like ticking, ticking. Some are ticking, some are digital. Some are old school like mantle clocks. At the end of the room, these are all rooms that are quite long. At the end of the room, there's a, oh, there's a grandfather clock. You know what a grandfather clock looks like, right? It's this tall thing like that. And he says, no, it's not a grandfather clock. It's the father clock. I'm like, okay, of course. (laughs) And so uh, at the end of this clock, as I'm in this room, all of a sudden, I hear this. 
Yes, yes, yes. Oh, back up the bus. I need, this is important to tell you this. The, the, all the other clocks are at different times. The grandfather, the father clock at the end is at 12, 12. So both hands are 12. It's like, it's high time. Now is the time of salvation. In fact, the, time, the appointed time of your salvation is nearer now than ever before. Paul talked about it. Anyway, there it is there. And I'm like, I'm like oh, that's kind of weird. All of a sudden, I hear this, yes, 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 yes. And all these people are saying, yes, yes. Anytime a voice would say yes, the clock was drawn to the father clock, and the hands would spin like this and go ping, ping, ping. And every clock was drawn to the father clock, and every clock was on the same time as that. And I'm like, whoa. And then he said, he just said, if, if, if you give me your yes, I'll give you my time. So, so it, was, it was all these things like this. And then I came close to it again, like I was on that gurney thing. I just went like that. Came to the, to the father clock, and when I got close to it, it changed again. It was really weird. It changed into a sundial. I'm like, this is wild. The only way to tell that kind of time is to read the shadow. The only way to read the shadow is if you're in the sun. Selah. So then uh, there's another room, and uh, it was funny. I went, I went in the room, and uh, the door kind of came open. It was like a bedroom chamber. And I went in, I went in, the door was only, wasn't fully open, it was only open a little bit, and I'm like, what's this? And he says, this is a conception room. Isn't that funny? They're all like, see, the you know, there's the coat room, the cloak room, the, the cloud room, the clock room, you know, the conception room, it's all these, he does that with me, alliteration, it's really funny. Anyway, uh, in this room here like that, and then he just spoke to me, and I, I, I felt like I didn't really want to go in there, you know? So anyway, I came back, and, and he said, um, that's where I, can, where, where I plant the seed of my dream in people's hearts. He said, but many dreams are aborted early because people are... Uh, using their dream that I've given them to gain significance for themselves because they're not standing in their sonship that they could have got earlier. You know? So, there's a conception room. Anyway, and that's just John 14. So since then, many times over, I've been in the rooms and uh, at this point in my life, I can't access them at will, like just like that. Um, but um, it's just something he's showing me. It is, the, it is a scripture passage. It's a passage of scripture. It's to take you into something, take you into encounter. Um, okay, let's do this then. I feel like, um, are you guys still with me? You all right, Travi? Okay. Uh, in, um, I, want, I, want, I want you to read a scripture, Psalm uh, 46. <clears throat> this is powerful, you guys. Like what we're going to get right here. Okay? 
And I want somebody to... Um, actually, we can start. If somebody could read this out. Somebody read verses 1, 2, 3, and then 4. Okay? Or and then 5, actually, too. Yeah. Just the first five verses. Somebody read that nice, loud, loudly, please. Awesome. Period. Okay, that's that's beautiful. Back up the bus there, and read the first um, one, two, three, four words of verse four. Selah. <laughs> now stay with, stay in the spirit. Okay, stay, don't get tired. Don't get unlocked. Okay, don't. I'm, well, you can unlock. Unlock from your, you know. <laughs> Distraction, but lock into what God's saying here, okay? Because this is going to be revolutionary for you. It's going to be revelation for you if you get it. Say it again, please. You read that, those first four words of verse four. Help me out. Okay, okay. Did you hear that? Do you believe that? Okay. No, I'm serious here. I read that. I've, re- I've known that my whole life. I've, I've sang songs about that my whole life, okay? I'm telling you, I've, I've, how many have sung a river song before? You know, or, there is a river, you know, Bill Gaither's song, you know, flows from deep within. Don't know that one. Of course you don't, because you're like less than half my age. Okay, so um, anyway, but how, does anybody know that song, There is a River? Okay, that is a heavy anointed song. Like, if you walk in the revelation of There is a River, and you listen to that song, I would almost bet you couldn't stand up under the anointing. Okay, so I heard there was a river. I knew there was a river. I'd read about the river. But guys, there is a river. Ask me how I know. Because I fell in it. All I can tell you is what I know. You know the barrel I described, the, the kind of the hot tub type thing in, in the, uh, the cloud room with the oil of joy? By the way, I want to tell you this too. It changed the way I minister. Uh, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, our, our, our middle girl, Sarah, sometimes struggles with migraines. So I said to Sarah, I said, do you want daddy to pray for you? She said, yeah. I said, okay. I closed my eyes. And I went like this. And I put my hands on her head. And then I took them off. She's not going to pray, and I said, I am. But I said, okay, let me explain to you what I'm doing. And I said, I'm now, I'm, I'm going. I said, remember the rooms I was telling you about? She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm going to go in the oil room. Okay. And I came down like that, and I just put my hands on her head, and then I didn't tell her. And then I go, how's that? She goes, yeah, it's good. She goes, how did you know? I said, because I felt it leave my hand. There is access in the kingdom realm to take hold of things that, that you can release answers for. And, and Stop dismissing all these things, your dreams and your visions and all this stuff. Where would, where would Joseph be if he hadn't honored his dreams? You know, what, Think about that for a minute. 
Think about that. Joseph had this dream, had this crazy dream, had another dream, had another dream. Then he's in prison. He's in prison. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's this guy, and he has dreams, and he actually can, he, he knows about dreams. He understands that. And then Joseph get called, gets called up, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, no, you know what? I, I've forgotten all those dreams because I didn't really think. I thought they were from the food I ate. He honored his dreams, and God honored him. And he was a shower and a shave away from being the head of it all. Think about that. Where do you think this kingdom realm can take us? Living your life like that. Where you just do what you see your father doing. Hey? Come on. Yeah. Okay, there's two things. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm not even going to actually call you up, but uh, I don't know. Is there a Sean here? I don't, you know, you don't all have your name tags on, but is there a Sean here tonight yet? Sean? Um, do you have problems with your ankle? Yeah, did you have surgery? No? Okay, I, I got Sean, and I got a guy had surgery on his right ankle. Somebody have a surgery on their right ankle? Okay. No problem. God will pro- God's, God's got something good for you. I don't know what it is yet. Okay. But, so you did it. Okay, let's just back up. Hold on. I'm not going to dismiss that, because I believe there's something else coming on that, on the, on the whole surgery thing. But... Um, Okay, so is your but your ankle's good now. Okay, cool. All right, no problem. Somebody drive a truck, a big truck, like a semi or a delivery truck or something like that. Anybody drive a big truck? Yeah, you drive a big truck. Kenworth or no? Okay, the KW is right then. Yeah, it says KW in the center of the. Yeah. Okay, good. All I'm doing is I'm telling you what I saw when I was laying on the ground here. But I don't know. I'll probably minister over you. You do, you are a beautiful man. I don't know what your name is. Mark, yeah, you, you, like the oil of God's on you, and you're anointed. There's, there's, I almost don't really want to even prophesy right now about it, but it's really good. But we'll get to that, okay? Is that cool? Cool, awesome, okay. So when I wrote it down, well, I won't even go there, that's okay. Anyway, um, don't dismiss what God shows you, Okay? If you dismiss what God shows you, you're actually robbing other people of significant things that God wants to release in their lives. Right? My, my, my good friend uh, has a church he planted down in Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, the, they leased this building. And the landlord came to him and said, uh, we need to sell the, we've got a buyer for the building, but I want to give you first option for it. They don't have any money to buy this building. They needed over a million dollars. So he, uh, he said, you know what? His, the, his, his uh, landlord is a Jewish fellow. And he said, my brother, my daddy's son, my brother, Yeshua, the Messiah, whom you don't believe in, is going to give me the money for the building. And we'll buy it. We'll take it. So he's like, oh, Okay. But the deal is you only had, it was a short amount of time. I don't know if it was three months or six months, but it was a short amount of time for a, the deal to go through. In the middle of that, uh, he gets a phone call from another friend. Iris Ministries, Heidi Baker, calls and says, hey, uh, we have this thing. We, we have a real need. I think there was flooding in Pemba. And uh, anyway, so they take 
uh, what money they do have that they were going to use for other things. They, they decide to sow a seed, and so they're going to go and they're going to take it to, over to Mozambique and, and, and sow it in there and distribute food to all these people that need food. So they're flying over there. Uh, let me back up the bus. First of all, the Lord spoke to him and he said, Dunk, I want you to get into the secret place, and in the secret place, I'll give you the money. So he went into the secret place, and he does it better than anyone. He's, actually, you, you were going to have him in, weren't you? Yeah, he'll come sometime. And uh, he said, I reached into the invisible realm, and, I t- and he does all these sound effects. Like, boom, you know, something like that. Anyway, and he did this. He reached into the invisible, took hold of it. Boom, he says, God, I'm, I'm reaching into your provision, okay? Do you realize that there is provision in the kingdom realm? Do you understand that? He said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you, right? That's good. Oh, everything. Oh, wow. And so, anyway, so he did that like that. Bam. And he goes, and he flies on the plane to go overseas to go deliver the food, thinking, okay, God, okay, God, okay, God. Comes back like that. His brother Murray comes up to him. He says, Dunk, you're not going to believe it. This came in the mail. It's addressed to you. I think it's really good. And he goes, you didn't open it? No, I didn't open it. Opens it up. Boom. He almost falls on the floor. He probably did. Dear, blah, 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 blah. An anonymous donation has been made to your charity to use as you see fit. That was the first million that came in. Actually, it was just a little over a million, the first one. Then they, were gonna, they needed to do some renovations and stuff like that. So then Dunk's like, okay, well, let's do this. We're going to go. We're going to go get a line. We can easily do it on the line of credit, no problem. Holy Spirit spoke to him and he said, you tapped into my supply in the secret place. So go ahead and tap in again. So he tapped in again. <laughs> a little while later, dear, blah, 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 blah. An anonymous donation has been made for you to use at your discretion for what you'd like. Boom, 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 boom. Cha-ching. So it came out to just shy of, I think it was 1.4 million that they got in. Just out of the secret place. Just out of the storage house. Ha-ha-ha-ha. I didn't tell you about the coin room, did I? Seriously. Like, like... I'm just getting this now, the progression of the rooms. I'm going to talk about it later, but anyway. The call comes, you know. The call comes. You say yes to it. The timing comes. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, then there's an an, an anointing for it. Come on. Then there's provision for it. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. It's all pretty cool. So, (laughs) there is a river. You know, I said, I started off, I know where I'm going here. I was in, I saw the barrel that I was talking about. Well, there's a barrel. <laughs> are you laughing? <laughs> there's a, there's a, there are barrels, okay? You can, you can drink from these barrels, okay? Um, I used to think this was weird, this stuff. I used to drink by faith, you know, I'd be in meetings. We're like, you know, hold up your glass to the Lord and drink in, you know? And I'm like, okay, this feels really awkward right now. Anyway, Whatever. I thought it was weird. Tell the one when I was by practice by yourself. Don't don't you don't need to you know whatever, unless maybe you need to die to yourself. Anyway, um, I uh, I fall in my barrel and the barrel falls in the river. Aaron, <laughs> the river is amazing. 
the river is very, very fast. I thought it was more like the river that was coming up to Niagara Falls. That's how powerful it was in the part of it where I was. And so I'm in this raging river, and then I got out. And as I'm out in the in river, you can, you can breathe underwater. You just go underwater and you can breathe because your spirit. So there is a river. Like, there actually is a river. There is. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. You know what happened after I came out of this kind of stuff? The trees are alive. You ask me how I know. Well, we all know scientifically the trees are alive. The trees, their, their bark is, I've seen the bark move. Like it's, I'm not saying this to weird yard, I'm just telling you. Stuff is making sense. Do you know that creation is groaning? For the manifestation of the sons of God, for, for sons and daughters to stand up and live in their sonship. and their, It's groaning. So, but we're just so connected to this realm, this earthly realm. This seems more real. This seems more, you know. I'm just, I'm just here to tell you, listen, if you lean into him and say, I want to know you. It's such, it's so bizarre, but it's so freaking amazing. It's, his mercies are new every morning. You get changed from the glory. You actually get changed from glory to glory. Isn't that what he said? That means from one level of glory to an increasing measure of glory. Some of you are still sitting. You wonder why you're struggling with the same things over again? Because you're not in the glory. You've got to get in the glory, and it's increasing glory, right? Did you realize that your spirit is not addicted to anything? I think I said that before, but you need to hear it again. Struggles that you have in life are not in the Spirit. That's why Paul kept saying, walk in the Spirit. Pursue the Spirit. Eagerly go after the Spirit. And you're not even going to... But we've in the church, I mean, for years I've done this. It's like, why are you doing that? Discipline yourself. Like, we're trying to willpower our way out of things to live in victory. And don't get me wrong, there's, there are two ditches here, okay? There's one that's just like all grace and nothing and then all effort and nothing. You know, there's this, there's this kind of a healthy tension, okay? But the point being is when you live in the Spirit, you cannot sin. John talks about it. The reason you can't is because it's, it's impossible because you're in this place where you can't. Like, it, it's literally the last thing on your mind. You're just in this communion that's just like, do you know what community is? Community is koinonia. Community, communion. Anyway, there is a river. Psalm 16. I'm just going to wrap it up with this. You're pretty full right now. But guess what? If you, if you pour it out, you can take more. You can learn to drink. Like you can, I can drink a lot of people under the table. <laughs> okay, what does it say here in Psalm 16? Oh, come on. The Lord has chosen my assigned portion. My cup you hold, uh, and my cup, you hold and maintain my lot. The lines have fallen for me in good, pleasant places. Yes, I have a good heritage. Listen, I don't care what kind of heritage you have in the natural. When you're with him, you have a good heritage. Ha, ha, ha. It's just all good. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Yes, in my heart, my heart instructs me in the night seasons. Has your heart instructed you in the night seasons recently? Come on. Dreams. Things he's showing you. <laughs> Whether you know it or not, God's got, God's, he's got, legis- he's legislating things over you in, in heaven's courts. Okay? Job understood that. Job said, your friendly counsel was above my bed. 
All right. Keep on going. What does it say there? It says, therefore, my heart, speaking of your spirit, and my glory, my inner self, my soul, rejoices, and my body too. There it is, the spirit, soul, body. Rest confidently in you in safety, for you will not abandon me to Sheol, the place of the dead, neither will you suffer your Holy One uh, to see corruption. You show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy, and at your right hand, pleasures forevermore. That sounds pretty juicy, doesn't it? I just want to give you one, one more, maybe two more, and then we'll wrap her up here. Are we okay? Yeah. You all right? Okay, and then we'll have a drink maybe. Um, or not. Maybe you want to just go home and sail up for a while, you know, just, just, just meditate on this, whatever. Oh, I, I just want to know. Yeah, I will right now. Um, the Lord is into the fourth watch, okay? Study scripture and see what happens during the fourth watch. Jesus was raised from dead, fourth watch. Jesus went out walking on the water, fourth watch. Um, how many other things can we show you? So much stuff happened in the fourth watch. Okay, that was between 3 and 6 a.m. I've literally seen now thousands of people. I've just released that word just like that. And I said, give God your fourth watch. Don't set an alarm. Do not be religious. Get that damn religion out of there. Don't set an alarm. Let the Spirit wake you up. Okay? Let the Spirit wake you up. <laughs> I, I just said this to this one gal, and uh, I said, God's going to wake you up in the fourth watch. She goes, really? And I go, yeah, he wants to talk to you. Oh, wow, okay, cool. So then I saw her about a month later, and she goes, I said, how's it going? She goes, terrible. I said, why? She goes, because I keep waking up between 3 and 6. I'm like, well, come on. I said, well, what's he saying? He goes, she says, nothing. I don't know what he's saying. I'm like, well, what are you doing when you wake up? I don't know. I just sit there. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Listen, when you wake up, when you wake up, lean into him. Yeah. Just an aside, the revelatory realm of God is very, very active between your conscious and unconscious state. Right before you go to bed, or right before you go into sleep like that, God will start to, and if you can, it's like pulling a thread. You, if he starts to reveal things. Now listen, when you start, when you go to bed, ask him. Say, God, I just sanctify, give you my sanctified imagination, my mind. I sit under the blood, under the canopy of you, God, and I just, you're mine and I'm yours. I sit in, I'm actually in your name, Jesus. I'm in your name. Okay, that's a whole other teaching. We don't even know what it means to be in Jesus' name. I do this in Jesus' name. I do that in Jesus' name. It's not a badge. It's a position. I'm in Jesus. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a whole other thing. Don't get me started, Travis. Maybe tomorrow. Anyway, at that point, though, in under him, and you're, and you're going in, lean into what he starts to show you. I actually came out of it last night, or two nights ago. Um, I was just in that spot, and all of a sudden, and I'm, I'm encountering the Lord, and everything, it was like fire in front of me. I was, I was literally freaked out. I opened my eyes like that, and I thought there were lights left on. I'm like, oh, okay. A few weeks before that, the, the bed starts vibrating. I wake up my wife. I'm like, hon, do you feel that? And you could see the bed on my side going like this. And she's sitting there, she's, you know, and she goes, no, I don't feel anything. She goes, oh. And, she go, and I thought the dog was on the bed, you know, kicking and they're scratching, you know, doing that, you know. Anyway, but my point is, that realm is more real than this realm you're in now. Lean into it. So he'll come in the fourth watch. Lena, you know this. The fourth watch. 
And if you say yes to the fourth watch, just, in, just, just be open to what he's going to show you and what he wants to say to you. Guess what? You don't need as much sleep in the spirit either. You don't. Who said you need sleep? Who told you that? Selah. I had a guy tell me, this father in the faith, he kept saying to me, I'd say, man, yeah, I preached here, pre- did this and did that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty bagged. And he goes, you weren't in the spirit. Ouch. Really? For the first time in my life, Travis, I know that I was in the spirit. Because right now I'm, I'm as awake as I've ever been. Didn't get tired, wasn't tired, no jet lag, seven hours time difference, no jet lag. Okay? In the spirit. Stay in the spirit. Stay locked in the spirit. That's where it all flows. Okay, we're going to wrap it up here real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Verse 7, chapter thir- Psalm 36. How precious is your love, O God. The children of men take refuge and put trust under the shadow of your wings. He has wings now? Really? You should go for a rip sometime. They relish and feast on the abundance of your house. You cause them to drink. Somebody say drink. From your river or your stream of pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. Wow. When's the last time you drank from his river of pleasures? How about that one Jason Upton line? How does it go, Karis? Been so... Trying so hard to find your presence or something like that. Never stopped to take a drink. Something like that. Been so thirsty trying to find your presence. I didn't stop to take a drink. You wonder why you feel dry? Okay? I know some people you're here tonight and you feel really dry. And I'll tell you why you feel dry. It's because you're not hydrated. You haven't had a drink in a long time. You need to take a drink. And I got news for you. You can't talk and drink at the same time. <laughs> You're ready to drink right there. He is, but she is too. She's already getting her stuff out. She's like ready to go here. She's two-fisting. Anyway. You got to drink. Pentecostals are the worst. We are. I have, I have, you're not a Pentecostal though. You're, huh? No, you, I, mean, I know you speak in tongues, but you're not. When I mean, I mean Payok, right? Like I have a tattoo right here. It says P-A-O-C. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't. But I, I'm like, yeah, Lena goes like, I do. Yeah, they gave it to me when we took office. Eh? <laughs> anyway, but the point is, as Pentecostals, sometimes charismatics too, where it's like God starts moving. It's like, you know, if you speak in tongues or pray in tongues, it's like, you're just like going in tongues, you know? You can't talk and drink at the same time. Just drink. And uh, stop trying to speak out in tongues and do all this stuff. And just drink. There's a time for speaking. There's a time for this, time for that. But just drink. You're dry because you're not drinking. Come on. You got to get under the spout where the glory comes out. <laughs> Kevin and Aaron, eh? Travis, remember we used to say, I used to say that all the time? It's a throwback. Is it Thursday today? No, it's Friday. Okay. <laughs> Should we wind done? Are we done? We're done? 
Huh? Yeah, response. Okay. Isaiah, I'm gonna, we're going to respond like this. Karis, can you come up and join me? Uh, you can read this later. Isaiah 12, um, 2 through 3. It says, um, uh, I will joyfully draw from the well of salvation. Okay? It's very big. There's a big deal right here. It's a really big deal because it'll give you an idea of what you have flowing in you. Okay? I will joyfully draw from the well of salvation. The word salvation there is a unique word because it's the word Yeshua. So what would happen would be, on the final day of the Feast of the Feast of Tabernacles, the priest would go and he'd take a water pot and he'd go down to the, uh, the pool of Bethesda and he would dip the water pot into the pool and he'd bring it out and he would say, he would recite Isaiah 12, I will joyfully draw from the well of salvation. And he was saying this. And on the great and final day of the feast in John chapter 7, Jesus stood up and he said, Hey, 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 ho, ho, hey. Is anyone thirsty? Let him come to me and drink. Mm. And then the ceremony was to pour this water out like this, and it was a, a prophetic act, okay? So Jesus just got done reading what I just said there in Isaiah 12. He just got done reading that. Then he stood up in it, and he said, And out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Okay? So it's like this. When you get a revelation that there is a river and you have a good drink from the river and you're in the river, understand that the river's in you. Okay? Just nudge your neighbor. I know it's late. You're tired. Just say, the river's in you. There's a river in you. And... uh, it's wild because that river is it's it's just crazy it's on your own if you want to read about the river that's inside of you tonight before bed read Ezekiel 47 and then sleep on it okay just read it there's one key part there though it says hey but it's marshes and swamps are left for salt they're dead a swamp or a marsh is a place that receives but doesn't outflow, okay? So the river everywhere it would go would bring life. There was fish there. There was, there was life there. It brought life to Dead Sea, you know? It would, the, 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 it would bring life everywhere it went, you know? But yet the places that were marshes or swamps were, were left for, for dead places, for, for salt. You want to be a river. You don't want the swamps in there, right? Come on. Um, yeah. Let's all stand up. I'm just going to play a little trick on you, okay? Okay? Oh, you have something there that's... Okay, all right, all right. I'll let you do that one. Then we got to throw it out, okay? It's just really good. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. It's so good. Okay. So um, here's what we're going to do. Um... If you need a drink, you're dry, then just have a drink. Come on. There's a river. 
There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Some of you have a, um, you really, there's that dam in your life. It's religion. There's religion in your life. There's form and formula, but there's no life because it's all about this and that or it's about your, your pride, your ego, your who you are, what you look like. Um, what are my friends think, you know? Yikes, I'm losing my mints. Come on. Good thing it didn't fall in the river. (laughs) It's down here. Never mind. You know, I never told you this part of it. That pool of oil that was there in Prague. I had this guy with me, traveled with me. He's more conservative than any of you here. And uh, born and raised Mennonite, you know. Wasn't sure about any of this stuff. Don't ask me why he came with me. No, I know, because we're good friends. Anyway, and so here's this guy. His name's Jeff. Very successful businessman. And uh, (laughs) I I said to this, I said, listen, I said, folks, there's a river here. I wasn't even getting into the stuff I was getting into here. I said, there's a river here, though, and uh, you can have a drink. We may or may not minister over you, pray for you, but you can just have a drink. And there's a pool of oil right here, too. I said that to him. So here's my friend Jeff, and he, right, he's the first one up there. He goes up, and he's in this, he jumps right in this pool of oil, this Mennonite, okay, ultra-conservative, not sure even about all that stuff. But because he knows me, he realizes it's legit, right? So he's standing there like this. All of a sudden, no one's around him. All of a sudden, whoop, he just hits the deck. And he's on the ground, and his one leg is back behind him like this and his one arm is up in the air like this and he's like he's all just like this eh? so we had to travel to the next city my driver said we need to leave by 9 9 30 at the latest well it's now going on midnight and uh i went over to him i go i go hey david i said we should really get going don't you think and he looks at me and he's so pie-eyed he's so drunk it was hilarious he looks at me like this he goes or we could stay for a while. <laughs> like one more round, you know? <laughs> Next round's on me, guys, okay? I am a good bartender, by the way. I am. Come on. Yeah. What's your name? Ryan. Come on. You look like you'd be a good bartender, too. <laughs> it's your mustache, yeah. Is that just for November? Okay. So, uh, anyway... So there we are, and uh, Jeff's down there. So I walk over. I'm like, hey, Jeff, I, I kind of poke him. I said, hey, sorry to bother you, buddy. Here I am, right? I've been praying for this guy to get touched by God. He's never been really touched by God like this in his life. And what do I do? I go and disturb him. But anyway, he was down for about a half an hour. And I said, hey, Jeff, I said, you know what? We, we got an hour and a half drive ahead of us tonight, and then I got to preach tomorrow. I said, maybe, you know, could you come? Or what do you think? And he goes like this. He, he opens his one eye. Now, you need to understand, this guy does not fake stuff. By the way, I said this before, I could care less if you shake and bake or manifest or do anything like that. I just want you to encounter the same God that I serve. I really want you to encounter him. And he wants to encounter you. He really does. Now, if that means that you need to shake and bake, then for God's sake, shake and bake. I'm serious. Like, don't step out of it and don't, don't, you know, just go with the flow. Where does the river flow? 
The river follows the path of least resistance. Some of you got no flow in your life because you just resist, resist, resist. Just let her rip, man. Anyway, so I said to Jeff, I go, hey, Jeff, we should go. And he opens his eye and he goes like this. He goes, I would if I could move, (laughs) T-Dog. He couldn't move. He was stuck. Stuck to the floor. My Mennonite friend, who's not much into the encounter stuff. So funny. Anyway, God's good. You guys are great. You know that? Yeah, I'm glad you know that. Are you agreeing with me that they're good or, or you're saying you're good? No, you guys are good. You know what's wild? The more the river flows, the more you love people. It's true. People used to irritate me more. I love more people. Like I really, I, I know I don't know you that well, but I really love you. I don't like you that much yet, but I will. I'm kidding. I'm not saying that because I have to. You guys at the back there, this couple here, right? Uh, tall, shorter, curly. Yeah, 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 totally. You guys are really, really marked by God. His fingerprints are on you. There's an adventure that's going to come that you're going to step into, stuff you've cried out for. I'm not going to get real specific right now, but it's really, it's like a watershed it's just a weekend. I just came to tell you that. It's, it's probably that in itself will break the water to release the baby. You're pregnant. You're expecting great things in God. I'm not prophesying to children, okay? Yeah, down the road. That's okay. Watershed moment. So good. Anyway, so much good stuff here. Marcus. Oh, yeah, daddy's love and more and more and more. Come on. So let's do this. If you want a drink, then why don't we do this? Why don't we have a quick drink? If we drink fast, we can... No time for pre-gaming. If you want a drink, come on up. Let's just make some room at the front. I really feel like we need to do have an act of faith to move, to, to get up and move to something. If you want a drink, come on up. And uh, Karis is going to minister to the Lord. Just sing it out, and um, we may or may not pray for some people. Let's just choose right now, first night of the camp. Doesn't feel like a first night, does it, Karis? We might as well just dry, dive right in the deep end, eh? Take our jackets off, our life jackets, and yeah. Just release your river, Daddy. Ha! Yeah. Just let it come. Mm-hmm. Come to the wall. Yep. All who are thirsty. Don't get all penny